Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the grounds crew in 91, worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, (laughs) He rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, And between Tony and I, we probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome, Browns backers. It's Chuck Campisi here with Tony Dick, and we're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Again, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Browns Believe. That's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V on Instagram and Twitter. Tony, we're at the halfway mark, and again, while you were there Sunday, most of us were not, but we can still be in on the action at Bet Online. We did okay this week. No, we didn't. We did horrible this week because the Browns let us down. So even with that, I believe... We took the offer this week. Uh, I am at 16 and 8. You are at 14 and 10. So again, though, if you're following us, you're still in the plus column. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Tony, we talked about it before the show. It's every Browns fan's favorite refrain this week. Hey, if I were to tell you we would have been 5-3 and three at the beginning of the season, would you have taken it? To me, that's a little bit of a loser's mentality. What are your thoughts on... Before we get into the Raiders game specifically, 
the first half of the season and the five and three comment. Yeah, you know, obviously five and three, you're content because I mean, I guess you can make the argument, well, we could be four and four or we could be three and five. But I, I do feel like it is it is a little bit of that loser. I hate to say loser mentality, but I, I mean, it's been a losing culture. Right? There's no getting around that. Like we have not won to be five and three. I get why people are excited, but what I don't understand is, is the fans acceptance of just the excuses and the acceptance for mediocrity. And I know five and three people say, well, five and three isn't mediocre. That's pretty good. It's not what we could have had if we just had our stuff together. Um, I, I mean, and, and, and the opportunities were there. I look at this game Sunday. I mean, what what are the chances of, you, you know, as far as our defense, what are the chances of a, of a, a tackle before the game getting a, a bad IV, you know, and, and it, it, it gets rushed to the hospital, and now you've got one of their starting offensive linemen down for a team, and, and you've got this defensive line that you're just, you know, bragging on just how, good that part of your defense is and then to just get into that game and watch the Raiders I mean they pretty much did whatever they wanted to do on offense um the the rushing of the ball on 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 their behalf was just it was ridiculous giving up 200 yards is not good oh, I mean it was just completely ridiculous <laughs> if they needed if they needed, there was times where they needed eight yards and they got twelve yards. I mean, it was just, it, it was just awful to watch. So yeah, yes, we are five and three, and yes, we are poised to make the play. I guess if that's your goal is to just be one of the teams, and I, I heard last night they're thinking of expanding the playoffs now by even more team by, by stretching out the two more teams. They're the last team in right now. They're yeah. the seventh seed in the. In the AFC, yeah, they're they're talking about uh, they're talking about expanding it to sixteen now if 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 COVID continues to affect the games. But if that's your if that's going to make you feel better that we got in, you know, in the eleventh hour or whatever, however you want to phrase, I mean, okay, well then, great, we're in a perfect position. But if, if you're serious about this team getting leaps and bounds better and becoming a serious contender, we're not even remotely close. Like we're we're just not and and. The Raiders aren't a terrible team, but oh, they, they just they just made us look awful. I mean Well, and then you, know. you get the excuse of, oh well, the weather. Okay, I, I, I thought the Raiders were playing in the same stadium yeah. and in the same weather that we were playing in, and they yeah. seem to be able to execute to a certain extent their game plan. While neither quarterback played well, their running game, I mean, obviously completely a obliterated our defense it was not even a i mean it was a college team versus a pro team and to me i i I always laugh at that whole that whole uh you know the idiotic fan you know oh well hey uh we're gonna we got a great chance against the raiders i mean they're used to playing in warm weather like like baker mayfield uh like his whole entire career he spent in antarctica before he came here i mean it's just (laughs) ridiculous and if if you watch and, and you see how the weather affected both quarterbacks. I would say of the two, Baker was more affected by the weather, um, you know, than the Raiders were. And I just, because you know what, chances are they're practicing in the bubble. If it's cold here. I mean, honestly, they're not, it's not 1970 anymore where, yeah, the cold weather teams, you're actually practicing out, practicing outside on grass. You're now just practicing in your practice bubble. 
So what's the difference? Yeah. Well, and the other thing too about Ohio, sure it was cold for the game, but I mean, I don't know what was it this week. It was like ninety-one days. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Actually, it was pretty warm the week up. Yeah, yeah. So it is supposed to be. I mean, it's supposed to be great this weekend. So that's great for us that want to have a nice weekend. But uh, from a game standpoint, to me, the Browns turned into the Browns again, right? It, you know, the Harrison Bryant fumble on the first drive, the five drops. Landry's no catch on that touchdown on the opening drive. The defense allowing the Raiders to convert 10 of the 16 third or fourth down attempts, giving the Raiders 24 first downs, 15 of which were on the ground, being outplay run 71 to 47, right? Giving up 200 yards on the game, letting the Raiders have the ball for 15. More minutes, Tony. The Raiders had the ball for an entire quarter more than the Browns did. And and, and that's where I say you can't put this on the defense. The defense did what they were supposed to. 16 points to that Raiders offense. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to argue with that, especially when you're on the field for 37 minutes of the game. And, 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 you know, this might be where people, where we get the eye roll, but I will say, this game, it was it was telling from the coin toss as far as just where the two teams are. And and I always say, if you can't get the little stuff right, you're never going to get the big stuff right. Coin toss, we go ahead um, and choose to defend, you know, the, the goal, you know, with the wind coming. Which, which means in the fourth quarter, we're going to be going into the wind yes. in the fourth quarter. Which to me, if you have the which choice, didn't cost us at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's it's one of those things where, like the minute the minute they made that decision at the coin toss, like sitting up in the press box, and you can hear people they're like, "Well, that's kind of an odd choice." Like people mumbling around me, and, and I immediately think back to my seventh grade football coach. You know, and he would say, "Hey, no matter where we are, we're, you know, if we win or lose the coin toss, make sure that we're always going with the wind at our back in the fourth quarter." That was seventh grade football, <laughs> and that carried through all the way through high school, all the which way I believe college. is generally the first level where you actually kick. You know, usually before that, it's all just go it's for just, two. But but the minute we didn't make that decision, I'm like, "Here we go again." And so you start with that, and then the penalties. Like we had just talked about in the last couple of weeks, we've been saying, hey, man, we've turned the corner, right? We're not making these Hugh Jackson era idiotic penalties. And then what did we have? Penalty after penalty. I swear the whistle was blowing so much. It was it was ridiculous on Sunday. And it was all idiotic false start, false start. You know, a couple of times we had 10 men on the field. I mean, obviously we didn't get a call. We didn't get called a penalty on that. But there was like at least two occasions during that game where we got burned and we only had 10 guys on the field. It's like, how, come on. Like, we, how are we reverting back to that? Like, after the after the week we had last week and you, you got all this positive momentum and you're going to build on it, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and next thing you know, we're flubbing the coin toss, we're getting, the, the you know, bonehead penalties to extend drives for them and to kill drives for us. Oh, come on. We only gave them two first downs and penalties, and we only had seven for 59 yards. Yeah. I mean, it's just just crazy. But, but you know, but hey, but we're five and three, so we should be happy, right? Yeah. And, that, I mean, and that's the thing. I'm not disappointed that the team is five and three. I'm disappointed with the way the team got to five and three because with a solid performance on Sunday, they could have been six and two. Oh, yeah. Easily, because this Raiders team is not that much better than this Browns team. But like you said, they were able to execute on the little things that they needed to do to win. And the Browns were not. 
know, and, and, and it's one of those things where people will say, well, what's the difference, six and two and, and five and three? Well, we'll find that out when we get to week 16, what a difference one game will make because one game could determine whether or not we're in the playoffs. And, and every game, when you're only playing 16 games, every game matters. This isn't baseball where you got to throw away a game. I mean, every game matters here. If they were six and two right now, they'd be – I don't know what the tiebreaker would be between them and Buffalo. So they would either be the third seed or the four seed right okay. now if they were if they were in that point. I think since they're not the division leader, I think they would be the four seed at, at six and two. Uh, but you're looking at it from that standpoint, they would be they'd be ahead of the Ravens. They'd be a half a game ahead of the Ravens, even mm-hmm. having lost to them because obviously the Ravens haven't had their bye yet. But that's a good spot to be in. Yeah, and you'd much rather be there than as the seventh seed waiting and just hoping that nobody else um, surpasses you during this bye week. Because if the Raiders win this week, the Raiders jump the Browns because then they'll be five and three because they've already had their bye and they'll obviously win the head-to-head tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the difference between five and three and six and two. Yeah. But hey, what do we know? What do we know? We have not much, not much. So, Tony, you're looking at it, obviously, from a timing standpoint. I love the bye week in the middle of the season regardless. Yeah. I think that's the time you want it. Sometimes the later, the better, but I still like just the dead middle of the season. I love the week nine bye. For the Browns this year, man, it comes at a great time. Baker's been playing with some cracked ribs, gives him a week to heal. Wyatt Teller's now out, gives him some time to heal. Austin Hooper was out again this week, gives him some time to heal. Obviously, Miles Garrett had some injury issues, gives him some time to heal. This team is a little beat up, and yes, that happens in the NFL, but it is really good timing for this team to regroup. And yes, like I said, I am fine and happy that they are 5-3. and three. I wish they could be 6-2. and two. But this does give them a little bit of a chance to reset and hopefully kind of move forward this week with the season, get guys back up, back healthy, and playing at a better, I don't know if I want to say better or more elite, right? Because that game against the Texans is going to be a pretty telling game. I am really interested to see what that line is going to be against the Texans. Yes, I understand the Texans are one in six, but... Deshaun Watson is scary, right? He can do things from an offensive standpoint. That offense has been putting up numbers. Their defense is atrocious. So we'll see what happens when they play the Jags this weekend. They could easily be one and seven. They could be two and seven, two and six. It gives the Browns time to to recover. Well, you know, when you when you talk about Deshaun Watson, and you know, you're gonna have to step up your game because I'm not saying that Carr is a slouch as far as his wheels. <clears throat> you know, he can run, but how many times during that? It was at least two occasions I remember where they had the design quarterback quarterback draw. And Derek Carr just made us look ridiculous. And so if he's doing that um, with his speed, which isn't terrible, um, but Deshaun Watson will eat us alive. I mean, that that whole middle of our defense was just absolutely absent. I mean, they, they were there was no there's nothing we could do if we if they ran the ball up the middle, whether it was a QB keeper or if it was just a handoff up the middle. I mean, they were they were thrashing us. So um, yeah, well. I, I agree with you. The bye is in a perfect spot for us. Um, 
But that being the case, man, we, we, we've got to make sure that we're taking advantage of this time off to not just heal, but we better be ready for the Texans because, you know, I, I get where the record's at. And, and, you know, we got the Eagles following them up. I, I get where the records are at, but both of those teams have talent on their team. And it, their talent is no less than what Las Vegas came in here with. I mean, so if we're going to, we're going to play the way we played on Sunday. I don't. I don't see us beating. I see us winning maybe two games the remainder of the season <laughs> if we play the way we played last. So we can't afford to do that. Like I said, Philadelphia is no slouch. I mean, obviously we don't want to get too far ahead, but I mean, come on. Do you think we're going to beat Tennessee if we play the way we played on Sunday? We're definitely not beating Baltimore. We're definitely not beating Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah, we got the. Uh, Army Navy uh, game in, in the Giants <laughs> and Jets. You know we've got those games on the schedule, but but you know even with those teams, well, I mean, we hope. But I mean, hey, look what the Giants did last night, yeah. right? Against the Patriots, they almost beat the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not saying that not the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. <laughs> Sorry, Tom Brady. I've got yeah. a Tom Brady on the brain, right? <laughs> but they almost beat the Buccaneers, and yeah. so you're, so you're looking at it from the standpoint of, yeah. That's a quality team, yeah. and they challenge them. And I think most people would say if the Browns and the Bucks tee off next weekend, that the the Bucks would be heavily favored. Yeah, yeah. It, and and the other thing is, it doesn't matter how good that other team is if you're giving up penalties in crucial situations and you're dropping balls at, in crucial situations. You're not going to win games. You're just not going to win games. Um, and, and try as he must, I, I know, um, you know, Baker left the game without a ton of interceptions, but there was at least four, three solid four, you know, I'll throw in an iffy one where he, well, he was trying his damnedest to throw an interception <laughs> and it just didn't, just didn't come together. But I mean, he's got to clean that up too. And he can't just keep, you can't just keep going to the pro, to the press conference saying, "Hey, yeah, we, you know, we know what's going on. We're going to clean this up." Like at some point, you actually have to clean it up. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I you know, we're going to look at the film and we're going to get better. I mean, come on, man. I, I mean, do it. Like, get better at some point. And they that's were, the thing. I don't mind. I don't mind the cliches in the press conference, but you do have to follow through at a certain yeah. point, and you have to perform. And I understand. Yes. He's playing injured. He's got the cracked ribs and all of those types of things. But you know what? Plenty of other quarterbacks have performed under those circumstances across the history of the NFL. So that's not an excuse. And I want to see x-rays. I want to see an MRI. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, I'm just not buying it. I don't know. some reason, I'm not buying it. I'm a little skeptical. All right. Um, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> fair enough. And, and that's what I don't understand necessarily, though, because you're looking at it and some of the play calling – and I had said right prior to this game, I had put my faith in this coaching staff. And now I'm I'm a little curious because the run game was effective for the Browns, but they, they seem to go away from it. Yeah. And I understand sometimes it's great to throw when that field is slick because, hey, the receivers know, knows where they're going. And if you can get that ball delivered, hey, there's a chance that that DB slips or they're not able to, to maintain quite the closeness that they normally do on a, on a dry field. So I get the desire to do that. But when it's not working and the running game is moving the chains, why are we moving away from it? Well, and, and, and you know, it goes back to what we were saying before we got on online here. You, you, you know, 
we'll, we'll say, well, hey, you know, Baker, um, he had trouble passing because the weather was terrible. Well, how do you say that after the game when you're trying to make excuses for the, the missed throws, you're making excuses for the non-catches? Well, if that's the case, if the conditions were so bad, then why weren't we running the ball? I mean, I, I just don't get that. And, and it's like the Raiders, they got it. Like, they ran the ball when they needed yards. Hell, when they they had third and long, they were running the ball. Yeah. They, they weren't going to the pass necessarily. And uh, as, as much as you, you know, as you pointed out, the wide receivers, you, you know, they have the advantage when you're when you're throwing in bad weather. But the, the thing is, the difference between passing and in in running is you've got you've got to do the catching part. Okay, so <laughs> so you can get open, but you got to catch the ball. Where with a handoff, simply hand it off and let Hunt do his thing. You know, and, and I, I I don't I didn't get sitting there looking from the booth why we were getting away from it. Um, but I, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. It, I like I said, what we're not there on the sideline. We don't know what's being said. We don't know what's being communicated back and forth. I don't know if the quarterback felt like. Um, you know, when they go on the sideline after a three and out, like, I don't know what's being communicated as far as why things weren't getting done on <laughs> offense. So maybe, you know, the information they were getting was leading them to believe that we had to get away from the run. I don't know. But I, to me, when you got a guy like Kareem Hunt, people keep saying, well, Chubb's out, Chubb's out. Hey, man, Kareem Hunt was the number one running back with the Kansas City Chiefs when he was there. Okay. And he was a decent running back when he was there. Like, he could carry the load. Let's not act like... He's this, oh, man, you know, we got our number two running back in there. He was a number one <laughs> running back, a, a league-leading running back when he was with the Chiefs, okay? And and, and I don't know. I, I think, too, on a, on a day like Sunday, he's even more valuable because he is a threat in the backfield to run, but you can always scoot him out into the flat, and he can catch the damn ball and take off, too. And we don't do a lot of that either, which I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, he should be getting the ball more often. Because he's also a guy that'll catch the damn ball if you throw it to him, um, which <laughs> you know that comes in handy. Um, but yeah, I you know I don't know. Like I said, you can make up a thousand excuses for this team, um, but as we stated, man, both teams played in the same weather. Um, you know, I, I just I don't get how one team gets it done and the other one doesn't. Yeah, and that and then that's my concern is is I, I was not a fan of the game plan for this game. I just didn't think, um, or at least the execution of it. And I understand that, yes, there were several drops. But as you're seeing that, maybe you need to attribute some of that to the weather and then adjust the game plan accordingly. And I just don't think we did that. And again, you had those Brownsy moments where those key plays, right? Obviously, the Harrison Bryant fumble, as mentioned earlier, on that first drive could have really set the tone for the Browns offense. And then Landry, that that no-catch kind of touchdown, call it back. Yes, you end up getting the field goal on that drive, but that's a drive where you could have taken the lead in that game instead of just tying it up at six. You're looking at, hey, you're taking the lead 10 to six, and I understand that that's not a huge, huge momentum swing, but if it's 10 to six, then at the end of the game, even if everything kind of plays out normally, well, then it's 16 to 10, Right. What do you do on that final drive? That well, not necessarily the final drive, but on that drive where Parky misses that field goal. Right. Does that change some of that yeah. play calling? Do you go for it on that fourth down, or do you call a different play on third down um, to make fourth down more accessible? And then, of course, that missed field goal. Oh. I, I mean, how do you, 
If anything, you miss that right. Yeah. Right. You know the win is howling it, to the left. And, and that, man, it, you know, that's one of those things, having been around this place for a while. The one guy I miss, and the one guy when when you look at a game like Sunday who just shined on a day like Sunday was Phil Dawson. And the reason a guy like Phil Dawson shined is because Phil, on if he knew the weather was going to be the way it was on Sunday, he would have been there at 6 a.m. I mean, he would have had you know the groundskeepers pulling the goddamn tarp back so that he could get 100 kicks <laughs> from each, each and every <laughs> angle. And he would know exactly – where to kick it. And I know, you know we go back to that with that 2007 game against Buffalo. A perfect example, man, with the wind blowing, snows blowing. He knew exactly where to put it. I mean, he was literally kicking the ball to the corner of the end zone <laughs> and having yeah. it banana in. And but but you know, and I don't know. I don't want to rip on the guys too much that are there now, but I just don't see him putting in the work. I mean, if you get there early, you know, we get there early before the game. So you know who's putting in the work and who's not putting in the work. And I just didn't see people putting in the work. I mean, that's part of the problem too. You got to put in the work. Like the only way you're going to know where to but kick Tony, that it's ball. It's kind of cold. <laughs> no. Oh, but, <laughs> but I don't know. And, and you know, and the other thing, not to bounce around here, but you know, the thing that bothers me about the the penalties we had on the offensive line, nothing against the Raiders. Obviously, they're pros, but. They weren't going up against the J.J. Watt, right? I mean, it wasn't like hey, this is the 31st ranked defense. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So uh, why were you jumping? Like, why were you trying to anticipate the snap? Like, who? And, and I, I say to that, I say it in jest, but, you know, we're going up against the Texans. If, if I'm the Browns, I would be there with fingers crossed praying to God that they trade J.J. Watt before our game. <laughs> I mean, like, please make that happen. But, um, I, you know, I, I just – and that's where I'm concerned because if we're not able, if, if we're starting to regress into the penalties and mentally we're just not there, um, man, what's going to happen when a J.J. Watt shows up or what's going to happen when we play the, the the Ravens and the Steelers again? I mean, are, are we going to be able to handle that? And um, I don't know. You, you know, it, it's I think what, what makes it worse that we're talking about that side of the ball is Going into this season, we felt like our offensive line was the one thing we weren't going to have to worry about, and and here we are against the Raiders, and and we're worrying about them. And and I, I guess you got two weeks to figure out what the hell happened on Sunday, but you need to go, you're going to need to figure out how to correct those things. I, I mean, why were they making those mistakes? It's just, yeah, I, I don't know. And so since there is no Browns game this week, Tony. For our picks, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll mix it up a little bit, um, and we'll decide whether they're going to count against our standings or not. Uh, <laughs> so you have, uh, do we go with the, you want the Thursday game? You want the Monday game? What are we looking for here? What, uh, what you would you like? Give me, you want the, give me whatever. Do you want the, uh, you want some college games? Do we want? Uh, I don't like betting on college. I'd like for those kids to stay. Keep their amateur status. Keep their amateur status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. It looks like our maybe our Thursday game is canceled this week. I don't. Know. Um. So let's see. Let's go with the game of the team that I think the Browns of 2020 resemble uh, from last year. We have the Bills Seahawks. The first game on the board here for Bet Online. It's Buffalo plus two and a half. So Seattle minus. Two and a half. 
And then uh, over under is 54. It's in Buffalo. The weather and the weather's not going to be bad. Um, so that won't be a factor. I I'm going I'm going with Seattle. Like I, I just I don't know. I, I, as as well as Buffalo has been play, playing, I mean, it's still Buffalo. Um, <laughs> that Seattle offense is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, Russell Wilson is. Yeah, just... I, I just don't. I don't. I don't see. I don't see them losing that game unless the weather is just absolutely terrible. But even with that, I think Russell Wilson. You know, once again, we get back to what we were saying about Baker. Uh, you know, hey, I can't. Who could play in that weather? Russell Wilson plays well in all weather, and um, <laughs> when you're elite, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so I, I, I got to go Seattle, and I'll, I'll go Seattle all the way across the board there. Um, you want over or under 54? I don't know if Buffalo will be able to hold up their end of the uh, – Let me. That's my concern as well. I, I'd go under. Yeah, uh, I'm backing you there. I'm, I'm with Seattle straight up. I'm with Seattle. I'll give the two and a half points. And I, I got the under 54. I think Seattle's yeah. going to be able to do it, but especially the way Buffalo played um, this past week where they did get, yes, they yeah. did get the win against the actual Patriots, not the Tom Brady pseudo Patriot Buccaneers yeah. um, that I referenced earlier. <laughs> uh, I, I just didn't think that offense was really clicking against a defense that was, uh, shall we say, less then uh what is it again? ideal it's, 50- it's 54 oh yeah no because i'm seeing 35 17 as my final score okay so i if it's 35 20 then you're then you're right the then you're over the one um, yes yeah, that's so. 52 uh yeah no no that won't happen no. okay all right so that's the first game on the board so we'll just stick with that uh for that for our picks for this week yeah. to get uh some in there for you so head on down to betonline.ag uh, get your bets in. That's our five star, five star golden lock. Oh, golden lock! Wow, <laughs> <laughs> dial one <laughs> nine hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right, Browns backers, that's all we have for you this week. We will touch base with you again next week as we head into the remainder of the season, the post bye week portion of the season, the second half of this season the browns facing the texans in cleveland you know you have a string of three home games here separated by the bye week then they're home against philly um then on the road for a couple and then um, we'll see how it kind of plays out there i think these games against houston and philly specifically at home um they're not must must wins but they're they're if you we want to set the trend set the pace for the second half of the season um, we got to kick it off to a good start oh yeah because i mean we're looking at this by week two just to throw this in there <laughs> pittsburgh <laughs> pittsburgh is at dallas um so i, I have a feeling they may go to eight no uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, you know the ravens that'll be interesting they're at the, they're at the Colts. so I, I mean as far as trying to keep up with the joneses um you know like i said pittsburgh is is going to this will be a week where they'll be able to pull away because we we law choose to lose, um, and then you know the Ravens we'll we'll see we'll see where that's at. I mean it'd be nice if the Colts could uh, you, you know pick them off and and then we'd be tied with them. But um, you, well record breaker they yes. have. But um, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of uh, our division plays. So we'll we'll see we'll see. Yeah. But um, but hey, when when you are opening up your Christmas gifts on Christmas morning. 
you can um, feel free to thank us for that golden lock five star, uh, you know, that paid for. Well, it, and you know, know what, you know what, and, and you can always look back and just say, hey, at the halfway point of the season, who would have thought the Browns would be five and three? So on Christmas Day, you can look back on this and and, yeah. and at least celebrate in that, regardless of what happens the rest of the season, right? Yeah. Because who would have thought? Yeah, when we're um, seven and eight. Yeah, so, <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you next week, Browns backers. Have a good one. All right. Job check. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.